Hi, Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist, um, episode 293. Um, this is kind of a play on the last episode we, we just completed, uh, which was wood graining. So we're going to talk about a little bit about stripping, what's under the stripping. And uh, you have to be very cautious when stripping that you don't pull up graining and other wood paint. So, so we're going to title this, <clears throat> What Was Once There. Selective stripping can uncover original graining, providing histor historical interest and even an actual document to copy in your recreated graining itself. Selectively scrape areas to reveal original workmanship. Begin with a paint scraper or inflexible putty knife blade, or try an artist exacto knife. Wet-dry sandpaper and water also help. If you're lucky, the old original varnish will serve as a protective buffer, making it easier for you to remove paint to the original graining. In the ordinary room, take samples from door panels, door styles, casings, and baseboards. The grainer conserved his energy on baseboards hidden by furniture. A small sample will suffice in this area. On the other hand, Door panels were considered showpieces. Panels were often elaborately grained as crotch mahogany, satin wood, or quarter sawn oak, whereas adjacent areas were plainly combed or simply brush grained. Wide casings and door trim were sometimes accented by the grainer, picking out back banding and molds in a darker wood, such as walnut or mahogany grain, which was commonly used for these details, while casings, styles, and rails may be oak-grained. Therefore, a methodological investigation of different areas is essential to discover the original scheme that was involved in graining. So once enough of the old surface is revealed for an adequate evaluation, take photographs. In a museum situation, archivally stable black and white photos are uh, still a standard today. But in the ordinary house, 35 miller color slides or prints are adequate for reference. Consider showcasing a portion of your original graining. Refinish most half, almost half of it and leave a small example of the old work for comparison and interest once you're done with the samples. Determining an approximate date for your, your graining is often difficult. Special cases hire a trained paint analysis or consultant. Scientific measures have been divided which achieve reliable results, or the experienced consultant may recognize factors about paint layers or colors which reveal several clues. The age of your house, the wealth of its formal owners, former owners, and the size and location of the community all factor into the expert's evaluation about what was originally there for the graining. Generally, graining that exhibits a naive or whimsical effect is early, probably prior to 1850. So early grainers relied on brushes, feathers, sponges, leather combs, and simple tools for their work. The generalization is subject to location, remote versus and rural, versus urban, and 
the experience of the craftsman. The rural grainer often, the rural grainer often <clears throat> has the less formal training, less familiarity with uh, reference text, less tools, and less contact with urban professionals. Thus, the rural example may be primitive, whereas urban work of the same period can exhibit refined skill. Of course, crude examples could also have been performed and permitted by apprentices or the homeowners in the period of the 18th or 19th centuries. So near the mid-18th century, steel combs became a favorite in every grainer's kit. Combs were probably used for combined oak applications, replacing the original leather and got up uh, the, the rubber sea uh, steel type combs that are still produced today, leaving striations. So also leave a, a marked distinction between the material remaining on the surface and that which was wiped away. Leather combs had a softer effect. Evidence of Evidence of steel comb was generally dates as an example somewhere between, say, 1840 and 1860. The regular reoccurrence of, of the distinct patterns usually signals that we, <clears throat> signals that we use uh, patent tools such as rollers, stencils, or transfer papers. Their use was the most popular between 1875 and 1925, especially on door panels and large flat surfaces. So anyway, hopefully, um, again, just to sum this up, be very, very careful when you're, uh, when you're starting to strip off paint and varnish and you're trying to get down to that painted surface without unleaving or cleaving that off, as we say. So uh, take your time, uh, you know, try to clean the surface well, use very light duty solvents to try and take the top lever of paint off level paint off and uh, you know you can use cotton swabs or things like that but uh, just walk slowly through this process for you can use lose a lot of money um, in inherent value in some of your historic furniture pieces so Greg Perry the historic preservationist signing off thanks for listening